Good day, Moss Green Queens. I am Kelly. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mark, and you're listening to Terrifying Women. All right, bird box. Bird box. Box of birds. Birds in a box. (laughs) What do you do with a box of birds? (laughs) Okay, so yes, we are talking about bird box today. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I mean, a silent moment. I, you know what? I avoided watching Bird Box for well until almost, now, to almost ten years. Yeah, this is came out in twenty eighteen, and the when was the book? Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen for the book. Well, no, so I guess not. So so. Yeah, but I, read, I read the book when it came out. I did too. I remember. Yeah, we read it at roughly the same time because yeah. it was amazing. It was really good, and it was super thin. It was a quick read, but I found it. I found it terrifying. It was scary as a as a book, and so I was really concerned about the adaptation. Yeah, and I since I really truly loved the book so much, um, I didn't want to ruin that with a bad movie. Yeah, and that's why I didn't watch it. But I think I think having put that much time between it, it was actually for the better. I think. I, I yes, I agree. Although I feel like I wasn't afraid, it wasn't scary, in, in my opinion. But I mean, we we can get to that. In a, in a yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So, okay. So, the reason why we're talking about Bird Box is because it, we have a female director, uh huh, Suzanne Beer, an Academy Award winning director, mm-hmm. a um, non horror director, non horror director. Although she's done some. Um, some thriller series for Hulu, I think yeah. through Reese Witherspoon's company. Right. The Undoing and something else. Um, we also have a... Night Manager. We also have a non-horror leading lady. Yeah. Sandra Bullock does not do horror. Has she never done anything horror before? I don't believe she's done anything horror. I gotta look it up. I mean... Um, I mean, she's, she's horror adjacent with Practical Magic. Adjacent, and I would say gravity is horror adjacent. That's horrifying. And like Bullet Train could have been horror, although she wasn't a big part in it. When I searched it, it's it comes up Bird Box, Bird Box Barcelona, and Untitled Bird Box. So yeah, there's the which I just got the book from the library. It's just called Mallory. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, but she is Bullock is known for. Adorable rom coms, yeah, and occasional deep drama. Yeah, what's the premonition? That looks like mildly horror. Uh, Reality is only a nightmare away. Mm-hmm. So that that very looks stylistic like poster. Yeah. She was in the vanishing. So, yeah, she's done some horror-adjacent stuff, but she is not who you think of when you think of horror. No, not at all. But I think that casting her in this film was um, it, it was an interesting choice. It was, I think it was a good choice. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like she, I mean, she does a, a strong, um, sort of aggressive kind of character better than... Like most actresses, yeah. Honestly, she doesn't. Yeah. 
you you don't see her as ever being um, someone who could be second to the male lead. Right. It's just not possible with her. I don't know. I don't know what about her personality causes that, but I mean, she's no. a very strong. Person. She is. Yeah. If, if, yes. And if she is, and it's even in something like Bullet Train where she was really only had some voice work over the phone and then shows up for five minutes in the end. She is the top build person in that scene. She's the boss. Yeah. She is always right. Yeah. And I, I feel like that stylistically was one of the choices that guided Mallory um, as a film versus book character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she was very different in the book. Yeah, I guess we should. I mean, there are, there is some more background to this because initially, even though Suzanne Beer directed, um, she was the replacement director because the I think the reason this even got off the ground is because Mallerman was getting a lot of um, comparisons to King Stephen King mm-hmm. and the it it and it chapter two were such huge hits. That they wanted Andy Muschietti to direct Bird Box. Right. And so, I don't know. It must have just not worked out time-wise for Netflix to have them there. But, um, yeah. So, we have Suzanne Beer. And I think she brings a di- she brings a, brings a different take to it. Absolutely. I wonder if uh, Muschietti would have gone into each of the characters more individually. Rather than focusing almost entirely on Sandra Bullock. And her, you know, her leading. Uh, yeah, that's that's hard to say. I don't know because so after watching the movie, I did go back and reread the book. Oh, okay. And because I just like, oh, I don't remember this <laughs> being quite this way. True, Mallory in the film gets a lot more character development, but I don't feel like any of the other characters got less. Oh, okay. It's just, honestly, Mallory from the book is a pretty thin character, and we don't oh, even really? spend all of our time from her perspective. And I don't remember that either. We, we spend a lot of time, actually, from Tom's perspective. Interesting. And, which is, is very interesting, considering he's not the protagonist. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm actually surprised that, because when I, when I think back on the book, I really think it's her book. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I do guessing too. it's multiple points of view. Though. It's no, it's it's ninety percent hers, ten percent Tom's. Okay, I gotcha. All right, yeah. but she is she is really um, more of an audience avatar than uh, an active character, right? In the book. So maybe we should talk premise. Okay, like for for people who don't. Yeah, let's let's give a know. let's give a quick rundown of what is right. So, box. So basically. Without without running through every scene, right? <laughs> um, you know, you you have uh, Sandra Bullock and her sister is played by Sarah Paulson, um, and Sandra Bullock's Mallory is pregnant. She is ambivalent about the pregnancy, and um, but regardless, she has a doctor's appointment. They begin to see things on TV when they're getting ready for mm-hmm. the appointment about. Um, some kind of contagion in Russia that is making people go, like, psychotic. Right. And um, I don't know that they 
they initially say and kill themselves? I don't think they were saying that. I, I think they were just doing acting in bizarre ways and there had been multiple deaths. Perhaps. So Yeah, the suicide is a word that nobody likes to utter on television. Right. So it didn't so I don't believe they said that when, right. when we were watching it. But then they get to the hospital and everything seems fine until mm-hmm. they're ready to leave. And then she's Mallory sees her first the first victim of this event. Right. Which is a woman who is bashing her own head into the window. Yes. And who... Much much like a, a bird on the patio in the springtime. Right. Yeah. It's a, I'm, I'm thinking about your, your robins. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. That's actually a perfect analogy then. Yeah. For the bird box thing. Because in the book, if I'm not mistaken, they, there was the thing about um, like seagulls. And they had seen it also. Because animals can see it. Right. Whatever this... Whatever no, the, this the, thing is. They don't discover that animals can, that are affected by it until midway through the book. Really, okay. towards the end of the arc in the book. But, okay, all right, all right. So, I might be thinking of something else. Anyway, <laughs> so by the time they get outside the hospital, and um, she's trying to convince her sister that this this thing that was happening in Russia is now happening there. Right. Um, it's already almost too late. Yes. Because it ha- this the action gets rolling in this movie so rapidly. It does. It just jumps right in, and yeah. I love that. It's actually reminiscent of um, the the Dawn of the Dead sequel. Yeah. How rapid that that um, apocalypse goes. Because it is it is an apocalypse. Right. But. Um, so they're they're on the move and everyone just starts killing themselves. Yeah, just, and yeah, they're they're trying to call their parents. Yeah, uh, to check in with them, and they're not being able to get through. And Sarah Paulson right. uh, just wants to hunker down and hide out at her ranch with her horses. Which would have been great if they had gotten there. Right. <laughs> um, and Mallory is also pretty ambivalent about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so. And we get our first insight into what's happening when, um, I wish we knew her sister's name. What was her name? Her name is, so you can just stop calling her Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Uh, her name is Jessica. Jess- so Jessica, um, Jessica is driving mm-hmm. and uh, Mallory reaches in the seat behind them to get something. I don't know what she's reaching for at this point. And... That's when Jessica sees the unknown creature that we never right. actually see throughout the whole movie. Which I which think everyone is knows brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. It's it pretty good. Because yeah. I think probably it wouldn't have been scary if you'd seen it. No, there's no way I think to make this as frightening as it needs to be. Right. In a visual, because you you need to imagine what your own terrifying nightmare would be. Right. Or or if, or if it's, it's even that, if it's if it's if it's even a physical thing to see and right. not a hallucination, because when uh, Jessica is affected, she sees, uh, I think their mom. Yeah, it's something about their mom, but right? She, and then, but it's something bad. Something bad. Something bad. And so she, and she ran, wants to help her mom. Right. So she runs the car. She rams into another car. Mm-hmm. They 
if they flip over, it's it's all very yeah dramatic. <laughs> it is. It and, is very dramatic. And Jessica is a very short-lived character. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah. And eventually, Mallory makes her way. Actually, no, because the accident is pretty. The accident happens close to this house. basically right in like like a half a block from the house that she winds up in. Right. And you know she's pregnant, and people have knocked her down, and a woman in the house in this house sees her, and because she's pregnant, she wants to help her, so she runs out, and John Malkovich is in the house screaming yeah. at her not to. Yeah, to come back in. To come right. back inside. And so she gets Mallory headed towards the house, and then something happens where she sees whatever the thing is and um, climbs into a burning vehicle and just, yeah, just sits down in a burning vehicle. and, And so then that sets up this resentment that Malkovich has for Bullock all the way through their relationship. Because most, that's yeah, his, most of the way. Most of the way. Yeah, because yeah, that's that that you know his he he sees that as as she killed his wife. Right. So then, uh, when they do get to the house, though, when that's when things kind of slow down. Yes. Because they realize that it's something that if they see, they're going to commit suicide. Um, so they close all the curtains. They tape up newspaper up all the windows. And now we're inside, sort of in a drama, mm-hmm. with a group of people who don't know each other at all. Except, um, except John Malkovich knows the B.D. Wong character. Right. Because yeah. they're neighbors. They're neighbors who have had a legal dispute. Yes. Because Malkovich is a grumpy old white guy. And a lawyer. And a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And he's petty as fuck. Mm-hmm. And an alcoholic. But... That's neither here nor there because they're all drinking at that point. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would obviously. Dad would from, just be drunk from the get go. Yeah, um, just, seriously, stab my eyes out and right. point me towards the bourbon. Right. So they figure out. They obviously they they run out of food at some point. Mm-hmm. They figure out that if they blindfold themselves, they can maneuver themselves through a world filled with creatures that, if they actually see them, they're going to die. Right. Um, the, they, uh, they have a, like a shop clerk is one of the, yeah, the, the, the grocery store clerk slash aspiring novelist Mm -hmm. is one of the people there in the house. And he claims that he locked up the grocery store and everything should still be there. I don't know why he thinks everyone, everything should still be there. I, I, I would presume it'd been looted, but that's. Right. Yeah, and it's 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 also strange that it's a um, grocery store that doesn't have windows. Yes. <laughs> this this I mean, I'm not. Mad. It's more of a bodega. It is no. It's a full on grocery. They've got a meat case, and yeah, I don't know that it's that wide though. It seems kind of like a smaller. It does seem it does like neighborhood market. grocery store, but it is also a, a a nice neighborhood. I mean, it's got a it's got a lawyer. And a yeah, no, the houses are beautiful. The houses are beautiful, um, so windows do seem. It, it, it does seem weird that there aren't that many windows. <laughs> it does seem weird. <laughs> but they did also have caged birds, which sounds yeah, like the worst birds. Whole Foods ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god! Which which brings us to the title mm-hmm. because because after they get all their food stuff together, they Mallory them, grabs the birds. Mallory grabs the birds and puts them in a box. She leaves them in the cage. Oh, that's she right. Takes, she takes the cage. She takes. Yeah, the cage. she takes them in the cage. That's and right. she, I think, at the time, her initial thought was just these birds are caged and they're here and they're going to die. And so I'll take yeah. them. But then we get to the back of the grocery store. And the birds go crazy. And the birds go crazy. And then it, we, we lose our first of the house guests. Yeah. There. Yeah. Because we find out that um, not everyone who sees the creatures wants to commit suicide. Correct. So there's, there's, an adi- there's a separate effect wherein I guess maybe you don't have... You don't we have don't, anything that would cause you to commit suicide? Or, I, yeah, I, we don't know what the... We never find out what mm-hmm. the distinction is between the group, the, the suicidal norm and the um, psychopathic abnormal yeah. reactions are. Right. Because, But mostly they want you to see it. Yes. And But if you don't see it, they're willing to kill you. Yes. And so mm-hmm. it, it's either that they were, they were like simple. Some of them were escape mental patients. They said mm-hmm. so. They were already had psychotic sort of stuff. Going Issues. On. I don't know. I mean, is it is it a dopamine response? I'm not sure <laughs> what it is. There was there's something going on. Um, yeah. Am but, I am I immune to bird box if I stop <laughs> taking my brain meds? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. But um, at some point and. And we'll get into, like, a difference between the book and the movie. Yeah. Because I don't remember them being able to drive with the GPS. So, no. <laughs> they walk. To the they, they, they walk to the grocery store. Um, they walk everywhere in the book. And uh, the one time that there is driving, there's no GPS. And I, I mean, 2014... When the book came out, GPS certainly existed then, but I don't think it was as common because it was a separate apparatus. Yeah. It wasn't just native on your phone and in every new vehicle. Right. So. But, I mean, they don't have the car for long. No. No, they really only use it that one time. Yeah. But but I thought it was pretty genius that they, you know, black out all the windows and then use the GPS to drive very very slowly. Yeah, that was that was cool. I think that where we where we lose a bit of the tension and the horror is because you don't feel like there's um, you don't feel like there's a lot of risk while they're driving. You know, two miles an hour down the street. True. With the GPS on and True. lightly bumping cars and then moving around them. And it's not just GPS. It's one of those cars that has. Um, oh, it's got sensors. It has sensors. Yeah. So it is, if a car it is a very modern car that absolutely did not exist in 2014. Right, right. So, but in I remember when they were walking, that's when you get a sense of the creatures. Yes. So it's not that they're some invisible thing. They have a physical presence. Right. And um, they can, they they do feel them a little bit, like when they're walking. Right. Because they try to get their attention. Mm-hmm. They try to get them to take off their masks. They, 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 they hear they things. They make voices. Yes. Yeah. So. Like. Well. Like. Uh, like. Like. Ravens and crows. Mm-hmm. And. Right. Parrots and other birds that. 
mimic human voices. Right. Yeah, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, it's I mean, the book. I do find. I think the book was definitely terrifying. The movie was really was good and thrilling, just not scary. I didn't think. Did you? I, find it scary? I found it scary in places. Okay. But like once when Sebastian gets into the house. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. he is. He is terrifying. I completely. That was the one thing that was a surprise to me. You forgot about I him? I completely forgot about Sebastian. Oh, and I think it's Gregory in the book, but whatever. Okay, it might be. Um, and they might be in the... In the I might, might have the name wrong. But I completely forgot about that character. No, and that... Yeah, that character... Sort of ends it. He ends that, he that whole scene. ends the, the scenario in the house. Yeah. So, anyway, so they get back to the house from the grocery store. They've got these birds... And they've discovered that the birds can act as an alarm system. Mm-hmm. So they keep the birds, and then anytime the birds freak out, they go into lockdown mode. Mm-hmm. And this is how they survive for quite a while. Right. Um, oh, they, they lose two people immediately after getting back from the grocery store, the they cop and the, the drug car. addict who have been hooking up in the laundry room. Right. <laughs> and, and we don't. Who knows where they're going? We don't know. We we barely got to know them. And then they're gone and we never hear about them again. So... Yeah. Uh, c'est la vie. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it, it. It was kind of like, well, we, we got too many people in this house. Now, how do we get rid of somebody? <laughs> we do have we do have another pregnant character in the house. Yes. she And she comes yeah, after... Later. Yeah, later. So, and she, she walks over... From a neighboring block. I think she she's, said five, she, she's like five houses down. She's not yeah, that far away. Yeah, she said she wasn't that far away. And that they opened the, they were the ones that opened the door. But no one else was opening their doors. So I'm assuming there are other people in other houses. Perhaps. Or or or, or, or not. Or and, just not alive. Right. Right. Because, that, yeah, because it was midday when this happened. So a lot of people were at work. Uh, yes. Yeah, or out shopping or doing something. Yeah, away from home. I mean, right. it is it is a, a, a former suburban urban right. neighborhood where most people would be working nine to fives. Right. So something something happens with this Gregory character, who they let in, who the other pregnant woman lets in. Yes, the other pregnant woman lets him in, and um, it's clear that it becomes clear sort of gradually. That he is not... He has a real sketchy tale about why he's there. Right. Um, and he's a little hazy on some of the details. Right. And uh, Malkovich, Douglas... Um, oh, he's on to him immediately. He, yes, he absolutely does not like his vibe. Yeah. And so he really wants him out. Well, he wanted to shoot him. He wanted to shoot him, yeah. yeah. And But he... he Wants to shoot most everyone. <laughs> he doesn't. That's true. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure why they gave him the gun. Um, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> and it might be just because he took it and nobody wanted to get it back. <laughs> right. I mean, because before it was Sandra Bullock that had the gun. She she did grab. Well, yeah, but she took it away from him. Yeah, she took it away from him. So so you got... and then oh, and there was the little girls can't shoot guns moment. All right. Yeah, which of course she had to empty the gun. Right. Yeah. Um, so Gregory or Sebastian or whatever his name is, he 
like he is sort of left behind as sort of a joint birthing session happens upstairs. Yes. And so he reveals um, that he's been making sketches of the creatures. Yes. And there are sketches all over the table. And, you know, I, I remember looking, without ever watching the movie, I remember Googling, what does the bird box monster look like? And that's what you got was the sketch? No. Oh, no, really? no. I, they, were, they had actually created an additional idea of what the monster looked like. Oh. Um, and it, there's, there's images of the, the actual the makeup effects and everything that it was going to be. And it was very humanoid, but very, um, like, almost like, oh, my God. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember that... That video, or like it was a, a series of videos, and it was a guy wearing a gigantic baby head. Yeah. And he would like run through the park and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Kind of looked like that. With, and it was sort of like a ba- big baby head with lots of wrinkles. I mean. And the face was all smushed in a little bit. Uh, and I mean, it not really, it wasn't something that I was like, well, that, I mean, that's going to make me commit suicide? No, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's going to creep me out, for sure. Right. But yeah, but no, I think I think because of the the effect of the monsters, not having a physical monster present in the movie was yeah. the right move. Right. I mean, if it's I mean it's there because you can see the leaves moving around. Right. It's yeah. You, but you don't ever see mm-hmm. this monster. So whatever it is, it's it's like fluttering. Yes. And, or like well, there's, there's undulating a, enough to create some wind. wind. And oh, and we before the birth, we do have uh, the B.D. Wong character, yeah. which is when we learn that they can still affect you through images. Yeah, so you can't even watch them on camera. Right, right. Because he ties himself to the chair to watch the security footage from around the house, and to see if that is a if a an inter- intermediary yeah. viewing technique, and that does not work. He has a very tragic and horrifying death. That's sad. It it's was very sad. sad. And it's yeah, very upsetting to the whole household. Yes, as but, as it would be. As it would be. So that the the births happen mm-hmm. um, prior to the other the other mother asks uh, Mallory that if anything happens to her that she will watch. She yes. will take the baby as her own and and raise it. Right. And so she promises which of course, which of course, leads us right into that woman is not going to make it. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's but I mean, just at that a point, tiny bit of foreshadowing. Right. At that point, very few people make it. Correct. Because this is the the sort of big finale for our group. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Once the, that birth happens, that is like the start of the third act. Yeah. And we are in it to win it right. from then on. Yeah. And that's. I mean, obviously, we can figure out what happens to a guy. To people when they've got a guy in there who just wants them to see the monster. Right. <laughs> it's not It's that's, not pretty. That's all he wants. And it, it's chaos. Yeah. And uh, almost everyone dies. Yeah. Somehow Mallory manages to not look at anything. Well, she hides under the blanket with the babies. That's right. And Tom... Uh, yes. ...manages to not see the monsters, but still takes care of Sebastian slash Gregory. Right. It's probably Gregory. 
<laughs> I don't know why I got that in my head. I knew why, why it's Sebastian. I have no idea. Uh, oh, no, Greg is B.D. Wong's character's name. Gary. 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 That was it. It's Gary. Oh, man. Good old Gary. Yeah. We were way off. We were so far off. Anyway, so Gary runs around opening up windows. Uh, yeah. The other pregnant woman throws herself out of one of the windows. And in the book, this is a truly gruesome and horrifying scene. It is. Um, the Jackie Weaver character also bites it in the scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ev- actually, everyone except for Mallory, Tom, and two babies. Right. Yeah, because John Malkovich also. Yes, and he and he dies saving Tom, I believe. He does save Tom. That's right. He does save Tom. Yeah, but that's right after he's forced outside of the house. Right. <laughs> so he's like walking around just with his eyes closed. Yeah. It's because he couldn't... I mean, he didn't have blindfold with him. No. Yeah, it was... That, it was... Yeah. That really, yeah, that really was a pretty hefty climax to right. the front end of the movie. So the third act, without, without spoiling the ending at all... Which is not necessary, I don't think, because the third act is really sort of a river wild kind of story. Right. Well, and it, which is also taking place simultaneously because we yeah. go at this time jump back and forth, back right. and forth. Yeah, it goes throughout. It sort of weaves in and out. It's just um, Mallory and the two children, who sh- who are just named at this point boy and girl. Yes. Um, are and who call her Mallory, not mom. Call her Mallory, not mom are um, traveling down the river to a commune that they've heard about over some walkie-talkies that were that they got from the grocery store. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's it's a rough trip. It is. I mean, as, as, <laughs> as you can imagine, navigating a river with two small children, In all three of you blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And they're told that one of them has to... There's a place in the, in the river where one of them must be able to see. Yes. And that person, of course, is is risking their own life. Yes. And there are, we don't... Do we know if she had a boy or she had a girl? I don't think we know which one is which at this point. We don't know which her. is her child and which is the other woman's child. But I don't think it matters because she is still unattached. And, and these children are now... Four years oldish, yeah, and she is still not. She she sees them as something to protect and to guard, but I don't think she sees either one of them as hers truly. No, no. yeah, yeah, she's definitely detached. She's yes, she has a completely new meaning to detached yes. parenting and style. And she may she may be on the spectrum a bit, perhaps. There's there's some. She's an artist though. Yes, also. I don't know what that has and to do with it, but it does have something to do with it. Detachment did seem to be a theme throughout her artwork. Yes. And, um, and just profound loneliness within a crowd. Right. The I think the, the tension that remains in the movie from this point on is a concern that they are being led astray by these sort of psychotic witnesses to the events that have happened yes and that they're just luring people to them rather than having to work on finding people to to kill or whatever right or to make (laughs) see the monsters um or 
or are they going to die in the rapids? Yeah. Because, you know, very likely. Very, very likely. Very likely. So, and then it resolves. And then it resolves. <laughs> and it. there really is no, there's a, somebody's going to have to look. Somebody's, it's, it won't be me because I have to row. So it's going to be one of you two. And individually, each child uh, volunteers. Yeah. And she's like, no, I will decide. And I felt like at that point she was probably going to decide that the child that's not hers will be the one to look, just in case. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, so which one? Like, whoever she chooses is it's, going to be the other woman's child. That's right. what I was thinking. Yeah. But I don't know that she had that kind of attachment, period. At all. But, and then she, but then she winds up choosing neither. Right. And So they're both her. So, right, so yeah, and that, that really yeah. is the point where they both become her children. Yeah. She, she is now the proud mother of four-year-old twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really, it's an interesting way to do it, because the, um, it's, such, it's such a time jump. Yeah. So you've got, you go from this horrible, like, massacre that happens, you know, to all of the house guests. And then her and Tom survive, and they become a couple, mm-hmm. and they raise these kids for four years. And they're foraging. And they're and foraging, getting, yeah. yeah. And they, they're creating um, methods for maneuvering through the world mm-hmm. with these, like, fishing line things. And yeah, and the, the bicycle bells. The bicycle bells, which seem to also alert the monsters, because mm-hmm. they come for them. But... Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's really interesting. There's a, there's a, a lot to it that is really original. Yeah. For an for an apocalyptic movie. For, yes. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, the the fact that we really didn't, we we spent all that time on the front story, and then, the the overlaid with the conclusion of the movie, the river trip, mm-hmm. um, and none of really. Very little time on the in between the births and the three of them taking off, not with Tom. No, because yeah, because in some... this very short amount of time, uh, right before they leave, Tom Tom does not make it. No, he has a run in, and that that is what really gives her the push to actually set out for this commune because with Tom she had a partner that could help her with life right and without him she needs she can't you know she's got two very young children and a neighborhood full of crazy people who just killed her boyfriend well they didn't (laughs) (laughs) they they facilitated his they death. They facilitated his death, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so that's Bird Box. Yeah. So, so then, yeah, so then they wind up at the... At the place. At the place. <laughs> and all is well, and suddenly the children have names. They do. I don't remember them. They are Olympia. Oh. After her mother. Okay. And Tom after yeah, Tom. Yes, after Tom, for sure. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, there was a lot to like about it. Um, I I feel like the thing that I thought made the interior scenes scarier 
was the fact that after the apocalypse, like within a couple of days, they lost all their power. Yes. And that didn't seem to happen at all in this one. They still had lighting. They still had all they, that stuff. They kept power for quite a while. Yes, for quite a while. And, all the way and, up until the you know, it was like something, something hydroelectrics. <laughs> right. But in, in the book, it's dark. It's dark, and yet they do lose power fairly soon. They, they keep it for a while, but they do lose it. Right. They do eventually lose it. They lose, um, in the book, they still have landlines. Yeah. They're, and they're calling random phone numbers. Yeah, that's that's which good. which is actually in the book. That's how they find this commune is random oh. phone number. Okay, calling. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it it seems pretty far fetched, but yeah, there was something about that darkness though, because in in the movie you almost felt like that these things couldn't come inside. Right, that they're somehow barred like vampires. But they're not. In they the shouldn't be. In the book, they do come in. They... And in one scene. They, they, there's one that comes in. Yes. And, um, yeah, that one, that was really scary. Yeah, the, oh, the, actually, there, there's a scene in the book that is not at all in the movie uh, where she ventures out. Um, and in the, in the book, they have dogs that they have trained to watch for the creatures. And she ventures out with one of the dogs, and it's the favorite dog, the family dog, mm-hmm. uh, the one that nobody wanted to risk before, but this is the last dog. She's down to this one dog. And she ventures out to a bar because she needs sound equipment for to set up a, an alarm system. Mm. She wants to set up an alarm system for the house and she wants to do this using audio equipment so she goes to the bar that she remembers passing again four years ago (laughs) on her way on her way through the neighborhood that had a band playing so and then so while she's in the bar the creatures come into the bar and uh attack whatever they do to the the dog and that's when she loses the last dog. Well, that dog, I, I assumingly, tries to kill itself. It, yeah, kind of. It, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I did just kind of, yeah, I mean, any sort of animal torture. I mean, is, um, that, is that what's happening to the animals, though? He, yeah, he did, he, he did, he kind of, yeah, went, went a little bonkers, tried to, tried to attack Mallory. Uh-huh. Um, I'm glad that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, I, uh, I'm glad that wasn't. In the movie. I, 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 any, any time you like see a, a dog in a scene that is then going to wind up killing someone or being horribly mangled, do and, not like. Right, it's okay to leave that out. Right, especially when we're you know when we're not seeing. Yeah, you don't even get to see it. You wouldn't even see it anyway. Right, but yeah, it would be a. It would be because th- that's interesting that they do show, like, like brief and and very fuzzy glimpses of what the world outside looks like. Right through their through the blindfolds. the blindfolds, which are yeah. But you wouldn't be able to see that in a dark bar. No, it would be. Completely yeah, no, blind. yeah, as a yeah, as a as a visual scene. Yeah. Um, 
leaving it out also was the right choice. I would agree with that for sure. Plus, again, the, the difference between 2014 and 2018, and the she didn't need that audio equipment in 2018. Right. Whereas in 2014, so published in 2014, which means written at the earliest 2013, Maybe 2012. 2012. Yeah. Possibly working on it for much longer ahead of that, because this is his right. debut novel. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of technology happened between 2010 and 2014. Right. So I don't know if I'd watch it again. I don't know that I would either, but I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a it's going to be a Halloween horror classic. No. But um, it was it was a decent enough watch. Um, so the the question we often run into is, was it horror? And this one's obviously horror. The I, I, I see the book was it's a monster movie. It is a monster movie. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of drama. It is. It is also very drama. Yeah, it is very drama. You've got so much of the movie spent inside that house, right? With the interactions of people. And part of part of what I think makes it lean heavily towards drama is Suzanne Beer, and that is her. It's her wheelhouse. That is her wheelhouse, yeah. and Sandra Bullock, who also is an excellent dramatic actress right. who does not do horror. Not not so much. Very yeah. like we don't we saw two that we could qualify, I think. Possibly as horror at least horror yeah. adjacent. Right. <laughs> so they did make a sequel in Spanish called Bird Box Barcelona. That yes. You started watching and I didn't at all. I could not get into it. I gave it um I and I I it, it probably gave it a good college try. I guess. I give it at least the community college try. <laughs> the community college try. <laughs> and then, then I got distracted and I looked at some reviews and the reviews are, were not good. Right. There are a lot of good Spanish horror movies that you could be watching instead. Exactly. Instead uh, of a, a subpar sequel to uh, a movie that I like. reboot or whatever. So, all right. So then, so that's Bird Box. Yeah. So what, what do we think we've got coming up? What are we doing? What are we... What's going on? Well, I mean, actually, I kind of, I kind of want to talk about the adaptation process because okay. that is something that you have some experience with. Yes, <laughs> I do. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's it, the adaptation process for Mallerman is probably he sold the book, right? And then they did whatever the hell they wanted to. <laughs> that's that's for the most part. Um, is that uh, usually what happens? It's usually what happens. I sold my first book to Showtime Network, mm-hmm. and that was the extent of it. Right. I didn't even hear what they had done with it until after it was over. Oh. And they, I mean, they didn't make it. Right. But they went quite a ways with it. And then... It and then no part during that process were you involved with it no, at not all? No, not at all. They Except I cashed the check. I mean, Avi. I cashed the check, and that was great. It was... Came out of the blue. It was like I, I had sold my first series. And then the next week, he um, my agent sold the book to Showtime. And it was just like, what the hell? Yeah, wow. How, is this you know is this career going to blow up? <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. No. Not so much. <laughs> Any of you out there thinking that being a... a, a fiction writer is going to pay off 
Odds aren't good. Odds are not good. I mean, it paid off good for the first year, and the, the Showtime check was great. And we we made that money stretch for quite a while. Yeah. But, but by the time the next book sold, it was not enough to live off of at all. I, I, okay, so I, I do. I will say one of the one of the things that I have learned really specifically only through social media is that nobody, no writer, no director, no actor is nearly as financially secure as child me thought that they were going to be. Right. Exactly. At all. Everyone has a side hustle. That's true. If everyone's got a podcast or a, uh, uh, yeah, some right. sort of like essay, <laughs> guest essayist position, right. a, a lecture circuit. Uh, I think the the problem... I think Kadri's making music. Yeah, yeah I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the, the problem with um, making writing work as, as, an, as its own income is that you've got so many obstacles to continuing the writing. Right. Like um, Capitalism being a big one. Capitalism is a huge part of it. Because, and you're also, any sort of promotion for the book tends to be unpaid. Yeah. So you're asked to do so much writing blog posts for people. I don't even know that that's something that happens anymore. Probably not blog posts, but, no. you know. But like, back then, back in the, like, you know, mid-2000s, mm-hmm. You were expected to write a blog post every week for different channels. Right. It was. Just, it would take up all this time, like creating these interviews that maybe five people would see. Right. It's just. It, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of work that was put on the author. So and, much. Yeah, there's just yeah. so much hustle that goes into. So so selling a book for for film rights. That does not require any promotion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you can sell it for film rights, regardless of what they're going to do it. with your work, do it. Cash that you check. Get that money. It and it's not, I mean, obviously it's not the book anyway. Right. I mean, no, no, it really, it really has to, you have to evaluate it as its own separate piece of media. Yeah. Because for one thing, it is. Right. And for another, they cannot depend on each other to fill in story gaps. And for the most part, it's never going to be as good as the book. For the, I, I honestly think, though, in the end, this was better than the book. Oh, you think so? I do. I well, prefer this to the book. That's interesting, because the only, the only book that I've ever thought that the movie was better was The Shining. Hmm. And people love Kings. I see it's been so long since I read The Shining that I can't comment on that, because I was a child when I read it. But there's something, there's something about... I think it's whatever, whichever one you get to first. If you've seen the movie I, first, you're going to love the movie. I think that definitely has an impact for sure. Yeah. But in this one, I read the book first, and I absolutely loved the book. Yeah. So much that I did not want to see the movie to ruin it. Right. And I still, once I did see it, I liked the movie better. And I think that that... Honestly, I think it has to do with... Uh, the decisions that they made with Mallory as a character. She is a much stronger character in the movie. For one thing, she's got some years on her. Mallory in the book is... She is young. Very young. She's early 20s. She's just started out. She has no idea what she's doing with her life. She has this surprise pregnancy from a one-night hookup with a bartender. In the movie, it's not a a one-night stand. No. This was a guy she was living with. 
Yes. Yeah. Or at least seeing regularly. I don't no, know. No, he was... Was he, he was, living there? Yeah, but when they when she referred to him, he, um, Jessica referred to him as her roommate. And then she says, he wasn't my roommate. Right. <laughs> so had been living there. Right. I, they, so they're making some kind of joke about her connections with people. Right. But he was... They were living together. Yes, they were, they were living together. And obviously they, at some point... You know, you know at, at least hooked up, but they had some sort of existing relationship, absolutely romantic or otherwise. Right, right, right. <sighs> um, and yeah, and I, I think it's important though also to note she, she, Sandra Bullock is over fifty. Now, now, she wasn't that far off in twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah, how old is she? Right she now? was, she was, she was born. I. Th- think in 68 or 69. I would not be surprised if she was exactly my age. I, yeah. I think she is. No, nope, she's 59. 59. born in 64. 64. Wow. So she would have been 54 when this movie came out. Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, which just, I, I, <laughs> she's playing younger. Obviously. She's playing younger, obviously. Um, and and she's doing a fantastic job. I mean, she looks she looks great, but uh, I really feel like she has, as a as an actress, done so much to break that perception uh-huh. that women over thirty can't do shit in Hollywood. Right. Right. Well, I mean, she's she has a lot of production credits. She does, including on this. I mean, but but I mean, on camera doing things because you know there's the old trope of the the last fuckable year, and <laughs> yeah, for Baby Shimmer, right? Yeah. So that's accurate. So what Bird Box was my choice. Yes. What do we want to do next? Um, you know, I I haven't. I had like a couple of ideas about doing some kind of a double feature, mm-hmm. something related to. Let me hold on. A second. I mean, because I I I did think that you were gonna pick Slumber Party Massacre last time. That's right. I think we eventually we're gonna have to do the, and the so I, Slumber Party Massacre. I watched both of them. <laughs> did you Did you watch Slumber Party Two? No, I watched Slumber Party Massacre and the new Slumber Party Massacre. I did not watch any of the films in between, and there are. I think four. I don't remember. There's several. The second one is lunacy. <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of lunacy. Well, the slumber party, the the killer in the second one uses a guitar with a drill on the end. Oh, God. To do it. It's insane. And he's like a rock musician and he comes in and he's all, Dah. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. Oh. But, um, yeah, no, I would love to talk about Slumber Party Massacre. I think that that could be really fun. Okay. Anything else as you... Uh... As I review here. The, yeah. the thing about it is is that we're right in the middle of our gigantic Halloween yes. uh, horror movie marathon. So there's a lot of movies we could and I have yeah I have, from here. I've been kind of uh, sticking to my terrifying women list. You know, I feel like I may as well kill two birds with one stone. Right. Um, Do you know that Totally Killer was a female? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's sure. that has been added to. Yeah. That would be really fun to talk about. That would. That is, and it, 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 it's super. Since it's new, it is. It's nice to be topical and not 
be talking about an eight-year-old yeah, movie. That's true. We could definitely do that. I'm just rolling through mine here to see if I have any other... I do... Run, Rabbit, Run. Mm-hmm. It's female. It is. I have I have thoughts about that one being horror or not. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Hellbender pretty soon, too. Oh, God, I loved Hellbender. I know, it was so good. I would be interested to watch... I need to watch the deeper the deeper you dig. I think that's their, that, that family's first. Yeah. Yeah, finding any of their other work has been... Because they are super, super indie. Yes, very indie. There is a movie coming up that I think we need to deal with. And uh, it's called Birth Rebirth. Oh, that is on my list here. Yes. I just... Directed by Laura Moss. Yeah. And um, it's basically every body has potential. This is just the, the long line here. A single mother and a childless morgue technician are bound together by their relationship to a little girl they have reanimated from the dead. Yeah. So, could be you really know, interesting. Bringing up baby Zom Zom. <laughs> right. Also, I, I love the lead actress in this. Her name is Marin Ireland. Mm-hmm. What else has she done? This is her, by the way. Oh, her. Yes. <laughs> she has done... Um, let's see. She's in The Irishman, Hell or High Water. Um, she was in The Empty Man. She was the lead actress in The Empty Man. Um, she was in The Boogeyman, too. I just don't, I don't know if she played. No, oh yeah, she was in The Boogeyman. She was the, she was the guy's wife. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so options. There's we options. Do have, we do have options. Yeah, I would love to talk about Totally Killer, though, while we're in the month. Yes. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be Totally Killer. Because that movie was just fun. It was great. All All right. right. Then until next time. Yeah, we are talking about horror. Hey, this is Kelly. Thanks for listening while we figure our shit out. Hope to see you next time.